Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Death by Design. My name is Lena Crespo. I am your host. And boy, oh boy, have I got a show for you today. I tell you, I am so passionate about what I do because I believe my purpose in life is to ease human suffering as much as I have the ability to do so. And I do this through my wisdom, through my years of learning and my insight and my perspective. I think it's important for us to kind of, you know, get out of our own heads and just be an open canvas for life and an open canvas and open our minds to other probabilities that surround unfortunate situations that happen in life. Now, today, I just want to start off with a question, you know, how do we know where we are in life? There's no way for us to know whether we're a breath away from enlightenment or one breath away from death. But I think for me, ambiguity, uncertainty um, is important because it holds us wide open for the adventure of life. And it also is the driving force behind our efforts, right? But we come into this world with a knowing that we all will someday die. Date and time unknown. When we think about death, we think about the end of physical reality. And this is true. And when we think about a soul, we think about an indestructible part of ourselves responsible for our human consciousness and the physical functions within our bodies. And this is also true. Yet at the same time, we grieve death as an as a unfortunate incident or an error within the human system, because in light of all this truth, we have created for ourselves our own narrative around what death should look like. And in doing so, we somehow convinced ourselves that there's only one acceptable way to die. And that's in old age, peacefully in our sleep. But that perspective is based on emotions and emotions are a language of the body, not the soul. Emotions is how our body responds to our outer environment, right? So when we become limited in our ability to see the conditions of life from a metaphysical perspective, we close ourselves off to the meaning and the processes of life. And every every tragedy and misfortune becomes a personal war against humanity. And in that state of mind, we're not even able to grasp the lessons within those tragedies. We exist through states of spiritual consciousness, right? But consciousness is a state of being, that's our soul. Now, our human physicality is conscious as well, but only to the extent that our soul make it conscious by creating it and extending its spiritual creative nature into it in order to further expand its consciousness, which is energy, into this three-dimensional earth system. Now, in light of the fact that the soul created the body because it came before the body, right, basically tells us everything we need to know about the soul's creative ability and its plan to enter the human body it created for itself. It tells us that if entering the human body is planned, then so is the exit. So is the exit. If this were not true, then human consciousness would not exist and neither would anything else in all of creation. I mean, nothing would exist. So on the hypothesis that this is true, 
then we also have to consider the probability of this idea across the board where all deaths are concerned in both what we consider to be justified, justified and unjustifiable deaths. And that means that we also have to let go of the notion that God took someone too soon because that belief is based in fear. And it implies injustice and a flawed creation that the creator we serve have created. Can you see the double standard in that? Now, if we know that the soul of a man is indestructible, right? And it has full authority over the human condition and is responsible for the entry and the exit of the body. Then it tells us that regardless of the circumstances surrounding a person's death, no matter what, the soul of that person made a conscious choice to let that body go and allow it to fall away from spiritual consciousness. In other words, it took itself out. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but that's what it is. Now, why did it do it? Who knows? It could be a multitude of reasons. Perhaps the body was in too bad of a condition after a debilitating accident to continue its pur purpose, or perhaps it's purpose was fulfilled, no matter how young and harmless a person may be. And this is the exit point. It chose to escape the body, or it could be something entirely different. Like the soul chose this particular tragic accident or event to balance out some karmatic or spiritual event that took place in previous lifetimes. We have no way of really knowing, but if the probability exists, then we shouldn't be ruling it out. Now, when a human being finds life too hard to continue and decides to take its own life, we call that suicide and deem it unacceptable as if the human made the decision to lead, to lead this life and not the soul, right? Well, the soul does the same thing through physical death, except it's not viewed as a suicide or a wrongful death. It's more like taking off a tight shoe, as Ram Dass said, in light of the fact that we had to dim our light and reduce who we are in order to fit into this dense, small, physical frame of a body to begin with. But hey, as above, so below, right? So what we consider to be untimely deaths or accidents are considered in metaphysical term, suicide packs, in the sense that the soul chooses for itself the proper time to leave this system of humanism in order to return to the larger parts of itself. But in order to do so, a way out of the body is needed. Now, you may be wondering, like me, like I have in the past, why must we leave through such drastic, hurtful measures? What's the purpose of all that suffering? Well, like you, I don't know. Seems like a spiritual matter to me. We're just the host. But what's clear is that the physical body in which the soul is immersed is not involved in the exit plan because our physical senses weren't created to perceive them. They were created as a point of focus for us to perceive and have physical experiences of joy and love with this physical structure of the planet and with the people and the material things that we have created for ourselves, but only within the external structure of life. And this limits our ability to perceive the true nature of ourselves as a whole of spirit, soul, and body. And this is done for purposes of self-discovery. We're all here to discover who we really are. Now, for me, I have come to an awareness based on all the probabilities of life that there are no accidents. We were not born into 
an imperfect system, people, of creation, no matter how flawed it may appear to be. I think it's our lack of spiritual insight that has kept us from understanding the spiritual matters that precede the physical experiences of life in and of itself. Because the circulum of life on this planet includes all the possible ways that there is to die. In other words, for every way that there is to die, someone has died. So from a metaphysical perspective, they're all suicides by way of probable exit points that was graciously, I believe, pre-planned for us, no matter how tragic they may appear for our souls to escape, to escape the human condition. And it's been this way from, from the beginning of time. If life were not meant to end any other way, other than what the courses of history has shown us, then I believe that would be true today as well. So on the principle that we have an indestructible soul and we take on incarnations for very specific purposes, we have to also assume that when those purposes are done, we are given the opportunity, whether it be peacefully through illnesses, accidents, addictions, or even mass events to escape the human condition in order to return to the greater part of ourselves. What we consider to be a bad, untimely death are not errors in life. I believe they are, in a spiritual sense, justifiable occurrences. In closing, consciousness was never, or the soul was never dependent upon the human form to exist. It's always been the other way around. We just saw it differently. Um, we have never been our bodies. We are spiritual beings manifested into physical form who chose certain avenues of development within this earth system, just as all of nature, we're all here, we're all here together. We chose to shift our focus from non-physical reality, which is a spirit realm to physical reality, which is this planet for a time of training. This is what it means to be conscious. This is what it means to have a soul. Ram Das sums it up like this. And I love this quote. He says, life on this plane is like being in a fourth grade. We took birth here because we have certain work to do that involves the suffering we do, the kinds of situations you find yourself in. This is your circulum. It's not an error where you are now with all your neurosis and your problems. You are sitting in just the right place. Imagine that. That quote blows my mind every time I read it. It just speaks life into my soul. It gives me, it opens up my mind for so many probabilities and it brings adventure and excitement. Um, I understand that it's pain associated with living, but I see it from such a different perspective now. You know, the sting of injustice is removed through my perspective of it this thing of injustice. I think injustice caused us so much more pain than we needed to suffer. And so by me staying open to probabilities, because remember, you know, my mind is limited to God's mind, right? And so if I can think of these things, or I can think of these alternative things or put things together in this manner to where it makes sense then who knows what's really going on, you know? And so I believe that, you know, if we can just open up our minds to the probability of different things that's happening behind life, you know, 
I think that we'll have uh, more peace in our lives. And I think we'll accept conditions more. And then we won't look at situations or people as being so terrible or, you know, situations the same, even though, of course, I understand that, you know, there's always going to be pain associated with something tragic, especially when it's happening to someone that we love, you know, that's a given. We're going to feel that no matter what our perspective is, you know, um, but taking it personally would be removed, you know, when we know that, or we understand that it's possible that there's something deeper going on you know, beneath the surface of every situation that happens in life. So <clears throat> voice is getting a little groggy now. I'm still a little bit under the weather, but thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about this and oh my God, this is not even the tip of the iceberg for what's in my head. You guys have so much more coming <laughs> from my brain that I, 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 that I'm excited just even thinking about all the topics that I can touch on when it comes to spiritual matters. I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope it at least causes you to think and say, Hmm, maybe just maybe, even if you don't believe it all, just, you know, try to think about it and apply it to your own life and see where this, these things may be true in your own life. See how you have personalized a situation and see how, you know, the difference between you personalizing it and something deeper going on that we really have nothing to do with, you know, so that'd be all for now. Join me on my next episode where I am going to be talking about soul contracts. I love this topic too. Well, let's just put it out there. I love everything about the spirit <laughs> and I'm learning as I go along as well. I'm just constantly learning. It's so much for me to do in this lifetime. And I got so much stored up for the next hundred lifetimes because I'm just curious that way. But um, I'm going to be talking about soul contracts did we have spiritual contracts with our closest associations, our family, our friends, even people in our workplace, or is everything just a coincidence? This is going to be very interesting. But if you have any questions at all, feel free to inbox me on my Facebook page, Lena Crespo. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I am Lena Crespo. And if you want to know a little bit more about what I do and who I am, you can head over to my website at www.lenacrespo.com and also find me on YouTube. Thank you so much, guys, and see you in my next episode. Bye-bye.